1: Dave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. I was thinking about interrupting you and the, uh, how funny that would have been, but then I didn't do it. And told. I know you're on the time.
0: Hello, Internet. <laughs>
1: and we started a week with good thing. So, Craig, what's your good thing?
3: I mean, I'm sort of thinking that that's one of the best Dave introductions ever, because it's, it's so Dave.
0: It was a good thing, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh-huh. Alright, uh, so this week, uh, I'm going to throw another show at you. Another kid's show. Because why not? <clears throat> and this week, the good thing is Steven Universe. Um, So, it's it's probably, a, it's I guess, goes a bit younger than Avatar. Like, I would say Avatar is like a nice like, teenage level sort of maturity to it. And Steven Universe is like a pre-teen level, but there's a lot of good things. It's, it's not just made for kids, but it, it was on Cartoon Network. It has five seasons plus a, a another season of a spin-off oh, I guess a spin-off season enough um but it's really good like it's just it's charming it's nice it's it's different than many other cartoons that you might have seen um like i, I don't know, it's just fun there's something about it that's sort of relaxing and fun to sit back and watch. um it's it's about these this alien race that's made up of um gems gems and, who
1: are also people
3: yeah they're people um and they come to earth well they, they've they been on earth actually for like six thousand plus um and then you have steven who is half gem half human and there's adventure that's that's all i will give you um things change and evolve over time he lives in beach city which is somewhere in like the delaware maryland beach area um there's a you know a, a little bit of a cast of characters that live at beach city so you interact with them you get to see their adventures and uh yeah, there's there's this overarching story that has to deal with the gems themselves, and it's it's really good. Um so I recommend it. It's it's nice and fun. You can somehow watch it. I don't know how you would get it. We own the box series, that's how we watched it. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay.
2: I watched it on Craig's Plex server.
3: <laughs> that's okay. Thanks for telling the world,
2: Dave. It's it's a uh, very, very a Plex, big wigs no. It's a very
1: silly show until suddenly it's extremely serious. I mean, I went again. to
2: Craig's house and watched it six feet apart with masks on.
3: There's one requirement if you're gonna watch a show is skip the Uncle Grandpa episode. It you is.
2: I you told me that.
3: It's non-canon. It's it was there as an ad for another Cartoon Network show, which I don't even know why it exists because it's stupid. Um, it's a bad thing but we're only talking about good things. Just skip that episode. There's no redeeming features of that episode. It's only 10. Each episode, and this is another good thing, each episode's only like 11 minutes long. So it's like, you sit it, you, you pop it on, stuff happens, which is great, but like really quick. You just go about your day. I have a newfound appreciation of things that can go fast.
2: Like you, and Link to the Past. Some of the time. All right, Dave, what's your good thing? Uh, my good thing this week is keto cereal. Uh, it's yummy, it's crunchy, Uh, there are a few different brands and I've tried a few of them and most of them are pretty good. Uh, some of them are really good, but I don't have any particular brand, uh, loyalty to any of them. And our podcast doesn't have any sponsors yet. So I'm not going to mention any brand names of them, but, uh, in general, they've been pretty good. Lots of yummy. Any flavors you want to shout out? Uh, there's like some of them, a lot of the cereals are like modeled after regular type cereals, like oh, this one tastes like frosted Cheerios or this one tastes like fruit loops, or this one tastes like cocoa pebbles like so yeah, so that kind of stuff um I also had like a peanut butter one, but yeah, yeah, lots of a lot of different variety and flavors too, and it's just kind of like I actually found out about it because uh man shorts that does the the Spoof Dungeons and Dragons sketches on YouTube. They they had a sponsor spot and like first of all, ManShorts has really good uh, like mini commercials that they put at the beginning of each episode now, and they're just hilarious. They're just they're all just tra- Chaz trolling Justin, and they're all fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So keto cereal, really yummy, and uh, you know, I'm like, We don't have any brand affiliations yet. Wink, keto big keto cereal. Yeah, let's go.
1: Hit us up for ads.
3: I'm not <laughs> sure
1: begging for sponsors
3: is a thing that works.
2: Good luck, guys. MatPat did it, but I don't, well, he did it from a from a particular company that I don't think ever sponsored him, and he's he's abandoned them now. So that's what they get. All right. So my good thing this week
1: is a humble bundle, specifically a game that is currently in a humble bundle. Uh, for those of you listening live. It's up for the next three days. Um, I posted it in Our Good Things, uh, but the game in question is Wargroove, which is, I went into it thinking it was going to be uh, quite a bit more, Dave, what's that game you've been playing? Fire, Fire Emblem? Emblem? Fire Emblem. Uh, but it's not Fire Emblem. It's more Advanced Wars, uh, but it's still very good. And I got it through the Humble Bundle for ten bucks plus six other games, and right now it's selling on Steam for twenty bucks, so I got a really good deal on it. An additional game in the bundle that I already owned is Twenty XX, which is a lot of fun. That's a basically a Mega Man X roguelike. So Wargroove, Humble Bundle, Twenty XX. Tori?
3: Nineteen thirty six.
0: Um, Netflix has a new show, Shadow and Bone. Uh, I. I would like to recommend that as a good thing. It's based on some books by Leigh Bardugo. Um, there's a trilogy of books, uh, the Shadow and Bone trilogy, and then separate from that, there's Six of Crows and its sequel, Crooked Kingdom, which has previously been a good thing for me. I love Six of Crows. I've read it like four times. I've only read the Shadow and Bone trilogy once. I could take it or leave it. But they all take place in the same on the same continent, basically, so the Netflix show combines both series into one. At first, I was a little upset because it looked like they were not going to follow Six of Crows, like, at all. It looked like they had just gutted it to use the characters to pad out Shadow and Bone, which, I'm gonna be honest, I don't think that book could stand on its own as a show. But, according to the internet, we're supposed to take all of all of the events with the Six of Crows characters that was a, a new story with these characters I already love. And two is going to follow the book Six of Crows more. Uh, this was season one of the show. It followed the book Shadow and Bone. Um, and it had the Six of Crows characters in it. Whereas they previously were not in it because they had their own book. Which is an excellent book and a former good thing, you guys. Um, but the show was good. It was pretty. It, um, it told a good story. And also now I get to imagine that that's what my characters in Six of Crows look like. So good thing on Netflix. Cool.
1: Um, all right, Dave. You didn't read anything this week. Not
2: true. I read an Ars Arcanum. All right. Well, then you want to walk us through that? No, nah, I am going to give a book summary first. Aww. Got the timers ready? Do we have the timers ready, Craig? Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm pulling it up. We're having a discussion
3: <laughs> about in our Discord. Which you guys can reach by going to our Patreon at patreoncom CosmereCast. You um, remembered we'll put it. A link to our Discord there, and you can join us for a discussion. It's free to join our Discord. It's nice. We chat, do some theory crafting, we talk about our good things. So yeah, come join us. All right,
2: timer's ready. Uh, yeah, nice start, Craig. Okay, count me in. In <clears throat> three, two, one. This is a summary of Words of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson. On the world of Roshar there were many radiants, and the radiance had many words. There is a book within the book, Words of Radiance, called Words of Radiance. Yasna gives Words of Radiance to Shallan before drowning on a pirate ship and not dying. Shallan escapes the pirate ship and walks across the snowy tundra barefoot until she finds some guy's boots. Shallan has a pet fractal named Fractal Doggo, aka Pattern. Pattern is cool, but he wants Shallan to say the words of Radiance. Also, Shallan is supposed to marry the prince. Meanwhile, on the Shattered Plains, things are going well for Kaladin until someone steals his boots. His friend Sylphrena is cute and the best and wants to marry me, but what she really wants is for Kaladin to say the words of Radiance. Kaladin and Shallan fall off a bridge and Sylphrena dies, but don't worry, she comes back later when Kaladin says the words of Radiance. Meanwhile, the prince Shallan is supposed to marry Adeline beats up a bunch of people, and steals their shards. Meanwhile, there's also a bug lady named Eshani and she has a crush on Adolin's dad, Dalinar. She wants to talk at first, but magic makes her want to fight instead. Now Dalinar wants to fight too, and he gets other princes to fight the bug people. The bug people sing for a backward storm to mix with a regular storm and make a double storm. Later, Shallan finds a teleporter to Erythraer to escape the storms, but first she has to say the words of radiance. Kaladin also says the words of Radiance to fight the assassin in white. And then Dalinar says the words of Radiance and becomes a Radiant himself. Just like he always wanted. The end. P.S. It turns out Yassa is still alive and so is Seth. Also, I forgot to mention the best part. Meanwhile, Solfrenna turns into a sword so she can seduce Nightblood. I guess we have to wait for part three to see if Kaladin or Seth has the edge. The end. This summary of Words of Radiance is triple-spaced with 14.5 and 1.25-inch margins. It is three pages long. Round it up. Time. Wow. Two minutes exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That let's was go. amazing. <laughs> like, you
3: started doing the, the spacing and font, and then that just padded it perfectly.
2: <laughs> As you do.
3: Yo, my favorite part is the backward storm that gets combined with the regular storm to form a double storm.
2: I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... I, I'm looking I, forward I, I, I to I Sultrana <laughs>
0: seducing Nightblood.
2: <laughs> I left out uh, some stuff, but, you know, the book's, like, 2,000 pages, and I only had two minutes. I That's, like, 1,000 pages per minute. I'm trying to
1: think of, like, a a major plot point that you didn't cover in... I mean, like, somewhere. the
2: Ghostbloods, the assassination attempt, Shallan's past.
1: No, none of that. No, you hit, like, every major plot point. <laughs> So
2: well, <laughs> none the bugly, of the other stuff was important.
3: The bugly just want to have but a. Conversation we haven't read
2: book five yet.
3: Doesn't like Dalinar.
2: Well, we he haven't knows. read book five yet either. I my I mean, they, I, they, I think she likes Dalinar.
0: Yeah, like she they want to have a conversation them. and see where it goes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what was your favorite scene, Dave? I think I can guess, but let's let's get it officially.
2: Um, man, obviously the date with Shallan and Adolin was so good. The uh the duel with Adolin, uh you know, Adolin versus like the four people and Kaladin jumps in was pretty rad. Um, I think though, like I I think when um actually when Kaladin and Seth face off and Kaladin says the words and gets Solfrenna back, I think that was like the most the most emotional part for me was the reunion of Kaladin and Solfrenna and she becomes a sword and it's like, Whoa, Sprint our swords <laughs>
3: I mean, uh, notice yeah. that Sifrena stuck by him even after he was sort of going against his oaths. Like she was still arguing and fighting for him towards the Stormfather, because remember, Stormfather's like, "I have a rebellious daughter." Like she was, she was sticking by Cal from the very beginning.
2: I have mixed feelings about that, uh, but I think that she made the right choice. Do
3: you feel like he didn't really earn it because he was going against his oaths?
2: No, I just think that uh, you know. Sylphrena should listen to the wisdom of her father. Dave is a over here like. A little like, bit.
0: Dave is over here like. Kaladin's not good enough for our Sylphrena. She can do better. And then um.
3: Nightblood
2: up here.
0: <laughs>
3: is, is that really better though?
2: Dude, Nightblood destroys evil. Kaladin destroys the evil. He can't. Kaladin can only destroy evil when he's protecting people. Nightblood does it all the time. True. He does
3: it twenty-four-seven, and he doesn't even understand what hours and days are.
2: Or evil. <laughs> or
3: evil. <laughs> so h- yeah, how I, I re-
2: all right, re- real quick. I reread my uh, summary, the 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 true summary of Warbreaker, just for kicks, because I had my my notes folder open, and man, it's great. Um, I was actually afraid that this this summary would be a little too similar, but I I think that the the starting points of them were different enough that I could get away with it, because like. So the Nightblood thing was like, oh, I wanna write a summary from the perspective of Nightblood. Um and it kind of came off like a grade schooler's book report, but that wasn't really my intention. This the it was the atten- intention, obviously. I was like, How many times can I say words of radiance in the summary of words of radiance? That that was my starting point.
3: So so how excited are you that night?
2: Dude, it um I'll let you know when we- all right. Well, a little, a little peek into 10, to 10. Uh, Well, a little peek. because so we're going to do some we're going to do some book rankings today. So a little bit of a spoiler for that. I had actually bumped up Warbreaker a couple notches because of it.
3: So uh, we can discuss it now. Um, one of the big things that the community discusses is like reading order. Like how if you get a new reader who mm-hmm. wants to get into the book, what order should they read things? And they always ask like there's always there's a. On the subreddits, there is a, a link to, like, here's a suggested reading order that was like, hey, that'd, that'd be a great spot. That'd be
2: a great spot to tell them about our podcast, by the way. Well, so
3: so here's the thing, though. Every time someone's like, yeah, I'm going to start reading Stormlight Archives, there's always someone who comes in. Make sure you read Warbreaker first or at least before words of radiance like they always say it's like why would you recommend what should be a standalone book like it's very suspicious the reason of course is for yeah words of radiance to be like oh my god
2: but thank twitch chat always ruining la mulana (laughs) but but yeah we're gonna talk about la mulana next week i'm like 90 percent sure that's gonna be my good thing next week but all right go on
3: my approach when it comes to what order should you read things is either I'll, I'll, I think Mike will agree with this. I'll say just do it in release order, like chronological release order. Or I usually recommend Warbreaker first because it's free and it's standalone. And then I'll recommend Mistborn because that's how I got into it was Mistborn first. And usually that's safe. Like I'll like do Mistborn and then do Warbreaker. Like I basically recommend Warbreaker early. So that way there's no real reason why, just that it's a standalone and it's free. Like, that's that's my excuse. So I don't like the spoil that it's actually really important to read it before Words of Radiance. If, if you want that, like, shock.
2: Yeah, track.
1: that's pretty smart. Standalone like and free are both extremely good reasons to, to to recommend Warbreaker as like a first, as like a Brandon Sanderson introduction. And then, yeah, Mistborn, in my opinion, is is the next best place to start era one obviously jumping in at era two and then just <laughs> what's for
2: <Ruka> me mom <laughs> then Where just do, do whatever
1: come from do whatever just don't like jump around within series basically but release order is also like an excellent way to go
2: i've been liking it so far
1: well release order gives you information in the same order that the rest of us got but yeah. it also means you have to start with elantris so you might think that brandon isn't as good of an author as he actually is
2: i didn't not like elantris i mean I we, think we're starting not doing book is
3: good it's just you have to sort of you have to sort of know you're gonna like his writing style and if you're not sure yet i that's why i recommend like i
2: Star got roped first. into a podcast so i didn't have a choice but to move on from elantris
3: and i think i think elantris is good like if that's considered his worst released novel it's still really good
2: yeah i mean it's like it's better than return of the king right Sorry, alright, someone's, someone's actually going to get mad at me. For and saying. suddenly half
3: of our <laughs> listeners leave.
1: I know at least one person who would be very angry at that, but uh, he's not listening live, so I think we're fine.
2: Is it Seth? Tell me it's Seth.
1: No. Okay. It's Craig from the Legendarium. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a huge Tolkien nerd. Oh, you can always edit it out. I'm not gonna. Um. So, Dave, I got your what turned into, like, top four scene. Uh, Craig, what's your favorite scene of the of the book?
3: Honor is dead, but I'll see what I can do.
1: Yeah. Uh, the 4v1 Pretty duel good. is also mine, which I've mentioned. But a close number two is I, Adolin Colon, cousin to the king, son of the high prince, have pooped myself in Shardplate.
2: Man, you guys are just copying my top four right now. Uh, Tori, where you at?
0: <laughs> I think I agree with the consensus here honor is dead i'll see what i can do that's it's just so good it
3: still gives me chills every time i read that section oh so good Whew. all right uh why don't we go ahead and do book ranking so
2: craig start uh, us do, off yeah we, we still have to talk about mechanics stuff but i guess it's like it's also going to include overall cosmere mechanics stuff so we can do book i i offered to let you start with that and you're like no i gotta do my I thought yeah, somewhere. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get to our zirconum stuff because that's gonna breach into like general cosmere stuff also. So let's do book ranking. Yeah, which is good. Right. Cr- to create
3: like what questions you might have. You know, we we gotta do the whole wrap ups. So we'll get through the book ranking.
2: All right. Uh, the way
1: I'd like to do this is, uh, we'll go one by one. We'll give our first. If there's any discussion about that, we'll have that go through. in second, third, et cetera. So Craig, what's in
3: your? Actually, no, let's go the other way around. Let's start at the bottom. So you just want to know what my, my least is. Uh, what's is Hope what's of your Elantris? last? What's number 12? Hope of Elantris.
1: Dave? Hope of Elantris. Mine is also Hope of Elantris. Uh, Tori?
0: We all agree it is Hope of Elantris.
2: Yeah, one for one. Let's go. World it record. Is,
1: it is the least necessary thing.
2: But it was like, it was a, a love letter to a fanfic. You can't really, you can't fault him for it. It, but yeah, it, is, it doesn't it really is, add. It's adorable, and I'm not mad at it, but it
1: absolutely doesn't need to exist. Is it a cat? Basically, yeah. Except I'm often mad at my cats, so it goes <laughs> on that. <laughs> oh, man. But you love it. <laughs> and so, it <laughs> not to get off topic, but I'm going to go off topic for a second. Yesterday, I was recovering from dose 2 of the vaccine, which, fully vaccinated, woo, um, and my cat made very clear that of the two humans in our household, I'm not in the top ten.
3: <laughs> <laughs> not even in the top ten, dang.
1: <laughs> All right, Craig, number 11.
3: Uh, number 11 is the 11th
1: medal. Dave? 11-11. Also the 11th medal for me, Tori? Same. Yep, this one also <laughs> mostly... Super two, two! Let's go! This one has slightly more of an excuse to exist, but it's still not much. Uh, really? Well, I mean, okay. We did want Kelsier backstory. It's well, fine. The reason it was published is the reason for it to exist, which is part of the, the, the Mistborn tabletop. tabletop role-playing game as like a quick short story to introduce people to the world, to some of the some of the mechanics, without having them read a trilogy of books.
2: Yeah, Hope of Elatris. That was just so Brandon could impress his teacher girlfriend that turned out to be his wife. So well done, Brandon. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked! <laughs> Uh, all right. Number 10, Craig. Yeah,
3: just real quick. Uh, that was my line for things that I don't really care to read. So now we're at the point where I will willingly reread. So essentially, the two I picked were at the bottom for various reasons that you guys have stated. But essentially, I have no interest to ever read them again. Um, now we're at number 10, and I do want to reread it again. It is Elantra.
2: Okay, Dave, number 10. Uh number ten, Shadows for Silence. Um, it was cool, but I just liked other stuff better. Okay.
1: Uh do you And have you can any...
2: blame you can blame Nightblood's appearance in Words of Radiance that <laughs> Warbreaker was below it. Uh do you have a similar
1: like gap in quality to what Craig just pointed out?
2: For hope of a launches and eleventh medal, I think I think that's expected. That's fine. I mean if you have we don't anything have the else same, I don't we don't have the same gap that Mike has, <laughs> but um Hope of Elantris and 11th Metal were just kind of like, they were neat, but like, yeah, don't really need to read those again. So, read yeah, so yeah, you're not getting that. anything new out of the 11th Metal, basically. Yeah, it's like, if you read 11th Metal once, it's it's cool to take that info and go back in the Mistborn and be like, Oh yeah, Crazy Joe, I remember that guy from 11th Metal, but I don't need to read 11th Metal again. Alright, uh, so my number 10
1: was Elantris. And my huge gap is above Elantris.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's more different. Huge uh, gap.
1: Tori?
0: Well, my huge gap is above 11th metal. So, um, but the bottom of the list of things that I want to reread is the Well of Ascension.
2: Oh, no. No! Oh, why? <laughs> right, uh, it was... We're friends.
0: Okay, okay, okay. The final empire is an amazing book and it's great but it it kind of ends a little wrapped up you know like it it could have just been a standalone book and not been a trilogy and it would have been fine the way it was <laughs>
2: yeah up until uh, the point where and, lord and then, ruler is like, you've doomed the world
0: <laughs> but but hero of ages is like amazing and i've said it before i'll say it again the end of hero of ages is like the most perfect ending out of all the endings of almost any book ever the well of ascension is this it's political and i'm not political and it's the thing that you have to read to get to hero of ages that's and that's as far as it goes like i will reread it if i'm rereading the trilogy but my desire to reread it it's going to be like oh now i have to get through well of ascension uh.
3: be honest it's because of zane
2: it,
0: exactly yes yeah, but that's part of
2: why well of ascension is so good like zane is so hateable but he's so like...
0: hateable and i'm so concerned about the pizza and but yeah i don't
2: i was again. worried about the pizza but like zane is so hateable but that's part of why wall of ascension is so good all right let's just move on all right craig number nine
3: uh no, number nine for me is shadows for silence um i don't know i'm, I'm sort of it's almost equal to a launchers for me um like it's easier for me to reread Elantris than it is for Shadows. For so- like I feel like I get more out of rereading Elantris. so they're sort of equal
2: for me. I, I put Shadows. All right, uh, Dave. Uh, number nine, Emperor's Soul. Really cool, but you know we're we're above the gap. So
1: okay. Uh, my number nine is Warbreaker, and yeah, as previously noted, anything above the gap is really really close and wow, can dude like rearrange.
2: He really hates Elantra. Um, I, I will note that although I have Emperor's Soul ranked at number nine for my preference, I still think it's a really good starting point for new Sanderson readers.
3: Yeah, agreed. I, I think it's a pretty good starting
1: point as well. See, I kind of think Shadows for Silence is a better starting point.
2: Honestly, we, we've talked about this in short story wrap up, but like, it depends on your audience. If your audience wants action, Shadows for Silence. If your audience wants world building, then Emperor's Soul. Both of them are pretty good. Uh, all right, Tori? Uh,
0: this is also where I put shadows for silence.
2: Blasphemers. Okay, Craig, number eight. Wow, you put that above Well of Ascension. All right, so good. Yeah, all right. if
0: I have <laughs> to, if I have to reread it, if I, I, I have to, I can't
2: believe it, Well of Ascension is so low. If all I right. have
0: to reread it, I'm gonna pick the short one. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't know that was the criterion, Craig, number right. eight.
3: So I want to clarify that basically my top eight is sort of. They're very close together. Like this is we're in S tier, and I'm just sort of shuffling them around. I just want to be clear. I like all of these, but the next one for me is Emperor Soul. All right,
2: Dave. And uh, we're on eight. Um, we're for on me, number eight. number eight was Elantris. I, I actually really did like Elantris, especially like honestly all of like all of the quality in Elantris is from Hathan's story which is unfortunately what we spent the least amount of time on on Elantris. But like it was just like this this guy that really wants to figure out the, you know, is really seeking for truth and really seeking for what's truly good. Like that really resonated with me and I loved it. So, like, I I think the fact that Wraithen exists is the reason that I rank Elantris higher than probably most uh, Sanderson readers.
1: Okay, I need to point out that Dave and I both wrote our lists in Castlet, spoilered. And while we're recording this, I'm watching Dave's list change as he's <laughs> saying them.
2: Yeah, no, but that's because I'm remembering. You, we'll see. Well, when we get to number seven, it'll all make sense. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, my number eight is Shadows for Silence.
3: Tori.
0: This is where I put Elantris.
3: Woo, Tori, my friend.
0: We can be friends.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think we all mostly did the same, except for Mike, I think, put Warbreaker so low. Well. Okay, so my issues,
1: my issues with Warbreaker, what what I have of them, are there's plot for like three quarters of the book, and then it just stops.
3: You're not satisfied by the
2: ending. Oh, no, Bluefingers is bad. The end, except we still have a quarter of the book to get. Yeah, like... The plot just stops.
1: There's all this build up for a plot. And then... But it's building... There's a sequel
2: coming.
3: Is there? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Is We've been waiting for ages for this episode. But hey, we know where Nightblood is now, though.
2: Ugh. Anyway. Yeah,
3: I can see what you mean, but the thing is, I feel like you're to focusing me?
2: on... Nightblood? Hold on. Hold on. Time. Hold on. I need to address what Craig just said. Craig said, we know where Nightblood is. Nightblood was with Vashar and Vivenna at the end of Warbreaker 1, and he's with Zeth at the end of Words of Radiance. So where in the heck in 10 planets is he? 16 planets, 16 shards, some number of planets, worlds, is he?
0: Yeah. And by yeah,
3: you're he, you question, mean... Is,
2: where is the timeline?
3: You're, you're, see, we, that's why we want the second book, but... Can world
2: me. hoppers travel through time? Sort of. Is Huid is actually like the god of the universe? Okay, Probably not. I think not. we're
3: jumping ahead. Let's continue with our round.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> okay, what were we on? Number eight? Yeah, uh, we're at number seven. Okay, number seven, Craig. Uh.
3: Well, Well of Ascension. Okay. Which I uh, think is the worst of Error 1 Mistborn books for, because of Zane.
2: You Can't guys are all my enemy. <laughs> all right. Okay, all, all right. Dave, uh, number seven. Number seven, uh, Warbreaker, and I will address what Mike said during number eight. I kept changing it because the more I thought about um, Nightblood, the more I wanted to rank Warbreaker higher up. And like as we were talking, I was like, man, Nightblood's so cool. I need to rank Warbreaker higher, and we'll finally settle Warbreaker at number seven here because of Nightblood.
0: Okay, right, okay. See,
2: I bumped it up like three or four or seven notches during this recording because of Nightblood and his existence on Roshar.
0: See, the way you feel about Nightblood in Warbreaker is how I feel about Puppy in Well of Ascension. Like, if we just had the chapters with Vin <laughs> and Puppy... Like well if it's so mission, it would it That'd would ratchet right like up to the top of the list.
2: It would be so right. it would
0: be so much higher. But all of the stuff with with the politics <laughs> and uh, uh, no. That's I also I just don't interesting.
2: Care. Didn't you ever no, read the bean series? Oh, come I on. I do not
0: I do not care. <laughs> do not care. Just Dude, the bean
3: series it's all it politics. Up, <laughs> and then Tori will rank it higher. Just all read right. the
1: bean series. My number seven is the Emperor's Soul. It does excellent. Overall, Cosmere like explaining the. I think for a short magic. story, I'm sorry,
2: I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Yeah, I do it, that a lot. But I'll it let you digs finish.
1: into quite a bit of the meta magic. Um, it's a cool magic system, and yeah, it's fun, very character building heavy story without pretending that it's about the
2: plot for three quarters of the book and then just <laughs> stopping. <sighs> I agree, Tory. Yeah, especially being a short story. And getting into realmatic theory as much as it does, it's like it's like the huge hey get into Brandon read this kind of thing. Um, unless you're really 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 into action, then Shadows. But yeah, that that's why Emperor's Soul is, I think, one of the best introductory. Like, if you're really into the world building and and stuff, it's like Shadows oh, it's also like has 50...
1: some interesting realmatic stuff going on.
2: Not that I noticed.
1: Well.
0: Those are all things that I was going to say when I told you that Emperor's Soul is in the same spot for me. <laughs> but since since they've already covered it, I guess I'll just move on.
2: When do we actually read our Arcanum? Like uh, th- that's, that's honestly part, right, part of that. the problem. Part of the reason I don't understand Shadows for Silence is because you won't let me read our Arcanum or Arcanum Unbounded. I don't remember it having any sort of explanations.
1: You just pick stuff up as you go. Okay. Well,
2: good news, Dave. Unless <laughs> you're Dave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, you I don't, need to check you the don't pick stuff up Now that I know go, what the diagram is You don't pick stuff up as you go During the reading for Shadows You you get other stuff later Alright, so it's we not my fault
3: feed you words of Brandon that are mm-hmm. relevant the, Wait, just, are.
2: I need you to say <laughs> Dave, it's not your fault Dave, it's not your fault It's Craig's okay. fault Thank but, you, my, very no. thank you
3: If it's my fault, if anything
2: I would give Dave more spoilers
0: <laughs> That's true, yeah, we can't uh, leave it up to Craig
2: so well, how, about that? So how about that part things... where Spook almost dies? Uh, I
0: didn't I was... <laughs> realize you pick up on
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig
1: didn't spoil that Silfrenna didn't die. And I could sure, tell because you was so I was, bummed yeah, for like two she weeks.
2: W- all right, listen, I said she was deader than Yasna, and they're both alive. So, I mean, I was right. You were bummed that we could tell you were thinking this. Morning. I was sad. I like I was I if y- Yasna she's alive. So maybe maybe not, but I'm I'm actually a little worried. All right. Uh Craig number 6.
3: All right, for me, we're now that we're in the top half. Uh this is basically the the triple S ranked tier. Um so even higher than before, these are all mostly equivalent to me. It's really hard me to rank these. So, I think at number 6 I'm putting Orbreaker. And you guys know... I, I oh, really you
2: love Warbreaker. It, but Warbreaker's six, your waifu. So
3: that's saying something.
2: Who's but. the best waifu in War... Hey, stop. Who's the best Warbreaker in waifu, Craig?
3: I'm the best waifu? Thank you. No. I look, <laughs> look serious. I'm like
2: asking her. you. Yeah. Who's your favorite waifu in Warbreaker? We have Vivenna, <laughs> uh, the other sister... Uh, Light Song's pretty um, good, too, man. Lynn, Rebecca priscilla louise those are all fire emblem characters um okay dave is trying to think siri faffin Dude, all right you know you know who my my uh, warbreaker waifu is well it was faffin it's fashion it
1: is she was in there for like a paragraph
2: <laughs> that's true and like she deserved more
3: um like i don't know i go back for i I like scene. i feel like it's really touching um but I also really like Light Song scenes, which I think he's like the fan favorite. So Light Song is the waifu, let's go. But but of Men is also pretty good. Like <laughs> After she starts realizing how much she screwed up and starts her character group. Oh, then it good.
2: What if Fafn and Nightblood got together? Dude, that's pure fanfic. Get that <laughs> out of here. Okay,
1: you guys are overlooking the best character in all of
2: Warbreaker, Scoot. I thought you were going to say Aloysius. No, that's Tori's
3: face. Yeah, he's I mean, pretty
2: we, great. All right, honestly, I like Mike's not being ironic. Scoot is fantastic. He's like, uh, ah, my brother, but I can't tell him he's my brother. But I love him, and oh, Scoot's really, really, really good. You're you right. idiot! You got us arrested Angry. again. You always do this. <laughs> Dude, Scoot's fantastic. Like,
3: like he's the best person for Light Song's high priest as well because he he doesn't. He deals with the crap, but he also doesn't just say yes to everything.
2: All right, let's move on. Dave, number six. Number six. um, For those of you keeping score at home, you might notice that I have four Mistborn and two uh, Stormlight Archive books left. Um, So for my top six, Alloy of Law is number six. Just uh, Mistborn Error One, Wonderful, Wonderful, and... Man, gosh! The more I read Stormlight Archive, and the more we get into Realmatic theory, and the more that I'm getting to know and love the characters, just Stormlight Archive is just the more I read, the more I like it. Um, remember, so, remember how you two. felt this exact same way after Way of Kings, but
1: about Mistborn? No, you were so excited to get back into Mistborn.
2: And Alloy of Law is it's number true. six. You were talking about how true, much it you know. shows what I know. <laughs> Alloy of Law fell be- behind both Stormlight books, um, but. It didn't quite hold up to Era 1. That's that's well, all. Good news, we're about to get into the better books of Era 2 soon. No. I mean, honestly, like, I love Wayne.
0: <laughs> we all love Wayne.
2: <laughs> we all I love, love Bugs
1: I Bunny. love Mel Wayne blank. Duck season, rabbit season, <laughs> wax season, fire wax.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, all right, my number six, Dave, please don't hit me. The Well of Ascension. Oh my gosh, it's Well of Ascension. <laughs> Um, yeah. Like like Craig was saying, like the higher we go in here, the 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 tighter everything gets together. These things can shift on like a daily basis based on mood. Uh, but Well of Ascension is my lowest of the Misborns. Unfortunately, I, I, I do love quick. Well of Ascension. I, I have the, to point
2: out real quick. You said day by day our moods change and the rankings change. Yeah. I posted this list last night and today. Oh hey, it's a different day. That's why the rankings changed, Mike. I know, I just wanted to point it out so that people okay. would know. So you didn't get away with trying to gaslight us. There is an edit... All right, Discord has a little... Oh, e- Ooh, edited! Uh, so everyone that is in our Discord server can see that. Yeah, but mine my edited
1: tag is because I kept hitting enter without hitting shift at the same time. So it kept posting <laughs> when I wasn't ready for it yet. Anyway, yeah, Well of Ascension, I love Well of Ascension. Who's the Traitor, all the stuff with Ten Soon... Um, Elend getting King Lessons. Who is was dude!
2: <laughs> <laughs> so... Like
1: all, all of those are, are my favorite plot lines in Mistborn Era 1. <laughs> nice. But it's also one book trying to do three books worth of stuff.
3: And it does it well. Hey, hey Tori, how would you feel if Well of Ascension was three books long?
0: I would not feel good about that.
3: Anyway, there's a lot going on that well doesn't Ascension. necessarily need to be going on.
1: And it's cluttered. It's also incredible. And amazing and one of my favorite books ever. But yeah, it's cluttered. Tori, number six.
0: Alloy of Law.
2: Alright. Alright, we're friends again. <laughs> uh okay. Craig, number five.
3: Uh real quick side note, um, Well of Ascension for me was the, the least of the mistborns that I ranked. Um and the thing is I remember Mike when we were starting to read it for the for our podcast, and you're asking me, what's your favorite subplot? You're like, you're saying these things to me. I will be honest. When you were asking me those questions, I didn't remember a thing about Well of Ascension. I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? Find the Conjurer? Like, what? I don't remember any of this. Like, Well of Ascension for me, until I did a good reread of it, which was in our podcast, sort of forgot everything. It was just in the middle, and I knew the resolution, but I didn't remember all the middle bits. And I definitely didn't remember... I think, no, I think I remembered a little bit about Zane, but that he's a jerk and that's it.
1: But there's so many middle bits.
3: Yeah, and I didn't remember any of it. And you're asking me what my favorite subplot is and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> all right. All right. So moving on, uh, what are we at? Number five. Um, Number five. This was really hard for me. I, I'm going to clarify and say this one jumps around in the top like six all the time. It is Alloy of Law. Um, I'm sort of said like hearing you guys rank it so low actually makes you want to boost it higher. Because here's the thing. I love Alloy of Law because of what it's doing. Like, it's the fact that it's continuing a series that we read 300 mm. years in the future where technology has um, progressed. It's taking place in probably my favorite historical era, um, which is like the, the not, not necessarily the Old West, but I like the Industrial Revolution um, type era. And that's basically what we're on the cusp of um, in, in Era 2. So, all like, right. I like the whole, like, steam punk-y type stuff going Craig's on. Craig's so, favorite historical era is
2: Back to the Future together. Part 3.
3: <laughs> I, I
2: Craig's favorite much. Back to the Future movie is Part 3?
3: Yeah, that's the thing. Part 3, Back to the Future Part 3, has grown in my estimation. When I was a kid, my favorite was Back to the Future Part 2. That is probably now, because it did not age well. Like, Back to the Future Part 2 does not <laughs> well, clearly. But I do have an explanation of why. We can talk about it later. But I can't the, imagine like, hell being
2: much movie. worse. Like,
3: some good things with this movie. I still think I think Back to the Future, the first one, is the best. Like, it's a perfect,
2: like, yeah, everything. It's a good standalone, too. It's like, it you is. can't watch two without watching three. Yeah. But the um, one's a good standalone.
3: But yeah, Alloy of wall is just that perfect combination of genres. And I just love the fact that that we are evolving Mistborn. Like, I just love that we have an author who's willing to do this and take this chance. Plus there's all these references and nodbacks that, that sort of makes sense to something that happened 300 years ago in the book series. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not just straight references. Things have changed over time, but you can tell our
2: total it. references. Yeah.
3: There's just so many good things. And, That's why Alloy of Law bounces around for me. I'd sometimes rate it higher. Today, it's a little lower just because the other books are
2: Honestly, I think once I get more into Era 2, I might appreciate Alloy of Law better because Alloy of Law is the introductory to all of Era 2, right?
3: Right. Think of it like the prequel to Era 2, essentially.
2: Era 2 is still a
1: trilogy. Alloy of Law is not technically part of that trilogy. All
2: right,
3: Uh, Dave,
2: number five. Oh, no. I am going to get lambasted. Um, Number five, Hero of Ages. I just... But, Dave, so how could you rank right. Hero of Ages love it. below the others? I love it, you guys. Oh, oh it's so tight because it's the top five. <laughs> um, But, man, after reading Words of Radiance, it's just... I don't know. It wasn't even reading Words of Radiance. It was, like, getting ready to w- read Words of Radiance was, like, oh, man... Stormlight's so good. <laughs> like, I can't wait to find out more about what happens to Kaladin and Shallan and Dalinar and Adolin. Like, um, so just like Wave or sorry, Hero of Ages was really good, but just like when you put um Al- when you put uh, Wave Kings and Word of Radiance together and you start to see the bigger picture, then they just become like they really synergize, they become so much better together. That it was just like okay, hero of ages was really good, but like come on, and there you have it. I get lambasted.
0: No, I I think I kind of agree with you a little bit. My friend,
3: yeah, I got nothing to say.
2: Wait till chat hears about this.
1: Okay, I just did some tinkering in my list because ha! thinking about it some more. Yeah, uh, my number five also hero of ages. Woo, friends. Um, All right, I'm gonna. That's that joke's done. Because most of the book is honestly like not great, tough to get through. Like the ending brings it all back together. Like the, the ending makes that book, but everything but the ending is just things getting progressively worse and worse and worse and more and more hopeless and terrible and awful and blah. so it's in it's in number five spot based entirely on the ending. You get you get a slightly less good ending and it yeah. drops way down
2: you've talked about this before how like the ending is like would be like number point five <laughs> but um, the rest of the book it, it's kind of depressing Yeah, Tori, number five
0: my number five is Warbreaker did did I rate it higher than the rest of you? Uh, surprisingly yes. Wow. Yes, exactly.
2: oh, yeah like you, how did you rate that higher than Craig?
3: yeah I don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I that's I his love... favorite
2: and it's only number five <laughs>
0: I love the setting. I love it. It's like her. tropical rainforest jungle kind of city, and they they use colors for magic. Like that, I'm I'm all over that. You know, I was a little girl in the 80s, so colorful things. That's like that's my jam. And uh,
2: <laughs> gem. That's her gem. You mean
0: right? And it's truly, <laughs> truly, truly outrageous. And
2: no, that's her yeah. yam. Her yem. Her yem. All right.
0: So yeah, Warbreaker.
2: All right uh yeah craig number four
3: you guys have talked me into it i would like to switch my previous one with this one <laughs> uh and rank alloy of law higher than this um, war breaker <laughs> number four no, i already what i already did more it's like number six um hero of ages is my number four uh well now it's my number five but uh it's i think it's good um i think it wraps up era one quite nicely like the ending sort of goes a long way to carrying the book. Um it's it's sort of like it's the promise of everything fulfilled, I guess, of what error one was was approaching. And I don't know. I think it's a good wrap up and having a decent ending goes a long way to raising Mistborn in general up higher. Um, so as a collective, I rank them very high. Although I think I agree with Dave, like as a collective I think Stormlight Archives is better than Mistborn.
2: But so far.
3: individually I think i rank ranked Like I sort of go in between our guys, but yeah, I think hero of ages.
2: Here's the thing about hero of ages. It's like you get well of Ascension and you're like, Oh man, 10 soon. What a wonderful character. I want to hear more about 10 soon. And hero of ages gives you that. Ah, that's the best part about hero of ages. You get yeah, his point. Of view. Maybe outside of the jail. Ending. Yeah, but it's yeah, him being, the being 10 is. soon in jail. Awaiting execution. But well, wait, let's see what happens in jail. So, Dave, what's your number four? Uh, number four, uh, so you'll recall, I've got both Stormlight books left, and two of three, Mistborn Era 1. Uh, number four is Wave King. All right, that's a bold it, it choice. It introduces... It introduces all of the great stuff we're going to get into in Words of Radiance. But Words of Radiance, like, uh, really digs deeper into those characters and those realmatic concepts. And also adds in uh, Esh and I, but I'm not going to jump ahead. Number four, Way of Kings. All right. My number four is the Alloy of Law. Ooh. Okay. Nobody cares.
1: Uh, Tori.
0: Uh, I agree with Craig here, Hero of Ages. And, uh, as you guys said, the ending carries the book, um... I, I I don't feel like I can add anything to that statement.
3: Okay. Uh Craig, number three. Number three is Way of King. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Dave? Words
1: of Radiance. Words of Radiance at number wow. three. That is a bold choice, sir.
2: I will explain at number two.
3: It. The the way you've been gushing, Dave, I expected
2: I it'll like, make more sense. All the mystic in words of
3: radiance. That's what I was expecting to hear from. Him.
2: Oh so you thought Hero of Ages would be number three? but it was already number five.
3: I was expecting you to sandwich the Mistborn books between Way of Kings and Words of Radiance.
2: Ah, okay. But although, where are we on, three or four? We're, we're on, on four, right? We're on three, we We're uh, Words of Radiance. So the thing about, like, Way of Kings, I, as I read Way of Kings, I mean, and if we're going by, like, oh, I want to reread this, I definitely want to reread Way of Kings, but, like, I've only read each book once. I read Way of Kings, and I was like, man, this is great, as I was reading it. But it was really anticipating wor- reading Words of Radiance and thinking back on Way of Kings that made me appreciate Way of Kings. It was like during the reading, it was like fine, but then like, and uh, and I think part of the issue is just like since I've only read it once, I'm missing the finer details. I'm still trying to remember characters' names, like who's who's Moash, who's Drehi, right? Like it's like there there's. The recollection of Way of Kings, I think, was better than the actual reading of it because I've only read it once. Oh, I think you mispronounced Drehi's name. It's it's actually Scar and Drehi. <laughs> All right, they're like uh, they're like Meeker and Snurd from Bobby's World. I think I've already said that. I've already, I made that reference already, right? I believe you did. Yeah. Okay. If, if there are two bridgemen doing something,
1: it's those two. Anyway, uh, what were we on number three? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My number three, yeah. the Way of Kings. All right. Tori, number three.
0: Final Empire.
1: Okay. Uh Craig. Wait. Uh, Tori, I think you rated Mistborn the Final Empire the lowest of all of us at number three.
0: <laughs> well Tori, how does that mean know... you... <laughs> <laughs> We've all said you've you, you know, you've got that line where it's really close and really tight and it changes from day to day. Uh for me, it's the top five. Uh so it it's in the top five.
1: Okay. And then Dave also rated Words of Radiance lower than any of the rest of us.
0: Um, I will say that um, the reason Final Empire is ranked lower than the Stormlight books, because honestly, that's all I've got left, um, is because it's so dark. Um, like, there, there's not a lot of happiness and hope going on in the Mistborn books. They're really good, but if I'm going through a depressive episode myself, like, I, I don't need to be reading the Mistborn books at all.
1: And you can probably skip um, part one of Way of Kings at the same time. Anywho.
0: Yeah, not not to jump ahead, but that's why Way of Kings is number two.
1: All right. Uh, Craig, Tori, right. Just, Tori just scooped number two out from under you, so what's yours?
3: It is Words of Radiance,
2: which is definitely better than Way of Kings. Uh, all right. Dave, you're number two. Uh, my number two, Mistborn, The Final Empire. And, man, you guys love Mistborn, The Final Empire. We I do. honestly... It's hard for me to be unbiased. I feel like I have... I don't want to say nostalgia, because not that much time has passed, but it's like, thinking about Mistborn, The Final Empire reminds me of just starting to really get into Brandon Sanderson and just starting to really get excited about the podcast. Because if you guys remember... um I was not an original member of this podcast. We were about two-thirds of the way through Elantris before I joined in. So Mistborn was the first new book of uh, the Cosmere when I joined the Cosmere Deep Dive podcast. And it was a, it was just, like, really exciting to me. So, like, that memory, I think, boosts Mistborn, the final empire, more than it normally would be. Otherwise, it's possible I'd put it below uh, the Stormlight Archives, but... Um, I'll have to reread them all to be sure. To be to be perfectly honest, but just like it's number two right now because of those fond memories of uh, starting out with the podcast with you guys and you know getting the new no fr- new friends. Like I've known Craig forever. I've known Lam-Gwen, or I've known Mike for a really long time, but really started uh, getting to know him better. And I didn't. Tori's great. I can't believe I didn't know Tori before this podcast. She's so awesome.
0: I don't know why you would
2: have. It, like, <laughs> I don't not... know why I would have, but it's I'm sad that I I didn't know you for the last thirty years, but um
0: Same, same Aww.
2: you hear that listeners? Not knowing Tori is a personal failing and you'd feel bad. Yeah, Tori well, I don't
0: know if I'd go that far.
2: <laughs> um but so like Mistborn, because of the context of this podcast, Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast, I I love Mistborn the Final Empire. Um, but I think if I were to look at it objectively, I might rank it a little bit lower, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, number two, Mistborn, Final Empire. Okay. Number two,
1: Mistborn, The Final Empire. It's an excellent start to a trilogy. It's an excellent standalone novel. It's an excellent place to start reading Brandon Sanderson. It's excellent. Uh, and then Tori, we already had yours, Words of, or Way of Kings. Yes. Yep. So
3: Craig, take us home. My top is... This porn final empire. <laughs> I um Basically for all the things Mike said I, But I, I have nostalgia for it It was my first Brandon Sanderson book And it just did so many Good things So many and it just blew me away Like I just can't read Fantasy books anymore Unless they offer a little bit of what Like Brandon was offering in, in his stories. like I can't just Read a it's just really hard for me to get in, Into like a book that has a magic system that isn't really described very well. I, guys, so, it just changed. Every, it has changed my life. Really. So it gets ranked number one for that. I'm willing to back it up, throw it in number one.
1: So, so Brandon Sanderson has ruined all soft magic systems
2: for you forever.
3: <laughs> for the most part.
2: All right. Uh, Dave, number one. You guys all know it. You guys all love it, or I hope you love me at least. Uh, number one is The Well of Ascension. It's got. Ev- <laughs> it's got everything I love about storytelling. It has character development. It has relationships growing. It has intrigue. I mean, uh, <laughs> Vin and Tensoon growing closer together and forming that bondship. And I I know that I'm overlooking the the gross. Oh, that was fake ATM. Like I'm just ignoring that. I'm throwing that out of the book. I'm Brandon's editor now. That didn't exist vin's relationship that she cultivated with ten soon is what won her that battle that day against Zane. um but yeah her her like her romance with uh with beardo who didn't have a beard yet i don't know <laughs> ellen her relate her her uh romance with ellen's just really coming to a, a peak there and like them getting married oh my gosh this is like The characters, the relationships, even the political intrigue, I really, really enjoy. I love that stuff. I really did love the Bean series, you guys. Uh, Orson Scott Card, the the Ender's Shadow, Shadows for Giants, and the Shadows of Shadows, or whatever. The rest of the books. Ender's Shadow and the rest Uh, from Orson Scott Card. I really loved those, because there was a lot of like military and political intrigue and stuff. Um, And likewise... Well of Ascension, my favorite Brandon Sanderson book to date.
1: All right, uh, my number one, Words of Radiance, the book we just finished. I knew it. Probably because you... I've been very open about this being just flat out my favorite Cosmere book so far. Because of the poop jokes. In there large part,
2: because of the poop jokes. <laughs> there, there were there, there were multiple scenes with poop jokes in this book. Why do humans bury their poop? Is it valuable?
0: <laughs> um, but that yeah. was hilarious.
1: Uh, Words of Radiance, barring some potential future book coming out that's somehow better, is my number one and will remain there, pretty much indefinitely. Certain, certainly through all the currently published
2: stuff. Tori,
0: Words of Radiance is also the top of my list so far. Woo!
2: Aw, oh, you guys are best friends.
0: Uh, and part of that is, um, well, you know, Way of Kings was number two. I I really love the Stormlight books. They're they are just so good you guys but comparing book one to book two um i really didn't care one way or the other about Shalon in book one I, I think if the entire thing had been just dalinar adolin and kaladin i i'd have liked it a lot better but um Shalon really grows on you in book two. Oh my gosh mm. that girl like also book two has stick don't forget
1: like a fungus on poop jokes yay and yes, stick. Stick is the best character. There's also Rock, Numahuka, Makiaki I Lunamore, I should say. Uh, and the Lopin. There's a lot to love in Stormlight. There are three things to love in Stormlight. Did I lose everybody? Or you yeah. just So there's our rankings.
0: Hooray! Uh, all right,
1: mm-hmm. Dave, so, you have okay. had a thing that I wanted to do first, and then you didn't want to do it, and now you want to
2: do it. Um The Hours are canon by Chris and Nas. The ten essences and their historical associations. Um, so we start with a a little graph here and a couple of keynotes on the graph. The first thing I noticed was that the number two is called Nan, um, which I, I you remember that the the heir of of the of a uh, Shalon's family was non, right? So like non Belot, so he was like. The heir. so he's like the number two I guess i i I assume that's the same etymology. it's like oh, he's number two like he's he's the heir to this uh estate
1: i so that's had kind not of interesting considered it, but yeah, that makes sense
0: yeah, um, uh, and there's a lot of earth cultures that do the same thing,
2: so then we've got you know number one, yes, sapphire, zephyr inhalation blah 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 uh so that is the the Windrunners, I believe. Um, Kaladin and that? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe Rafo. Um, but their attributes are protecting and leading, which makes sense for Kaladin. I will protect those who will not protect themselves, <laughs> who just flat-out refuse to protect themselves. I will, I will protect those who cannot protect themselves. Um, and leading. You see him leading the bridge crews and all. Um, what I find fascinating here is uh, number 6. First of all, number 6 is shash, which I be- which means dangerous. I think that was the the brand that was on Kaladin's forehead, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I, assume, I I guess because of that essence is blood. So it's like blood, dangerous, you know, there's kind of a connection there. Um, this is uh, this is Shalan. Um, and the primary and secondary divine attributes are creative, Shalan, okay? And honest uh her spren is a um a fractal. <laughs> I can't remember. Cryptic. Uh cryptic, yeah. A cryptic, also known as a live spren. However, the second uh divine attribute for for this category is honest. So that's really interesting. I I don't know where to go with that. Um and it kind of plays into um number three, Chachi, uh which I I think is Yasna's Order um, number three: Chach, gemstone, ruby, essence, spark. Body focuses the soul, and that that itself is fascinating. But the reason I think that this is Yasna is because the soul casting property is fire, and she turns and she she turns that dude into fire, right? Um, I, I, maybe they have multiple soul casting properties, but there's like okay, primary attribute is brave. All right, Yasna's is brave, and the secondary attribute is obedient. That's not what, obedient is not the word I think of when I think of Yasna. And it's really, really, really hilarious that her body focuses the soul because she's like, she's the odd atheist in the group on Roshar. And her body focuses the soul. That's just, that's just irony right there. Um, there's also, where is it? Where's the, where's the cobbler dude? Uh, Number four, Vev Diamond Lucentia is the essence. And body focus eyes. So there's there's also one where the attributes are loving and healing. So that reminded me of that that orphan shoemaker guy. So yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting just looking at this little chart and uh, picking out the different radiance that we've met uh, throughout our days. Uh, we learned about the surges and blah blah blah. Oh, the creation of Fabrials. This is something that I had not considered. Is that uh, Fabrials are basically like cages for spren hello is is that right am i reading this right that is correct that's that's mean it's also it also kind of points out to a thing that like i hadn't considered before but um you if if you'd like to answer i'm pretty curious are are humans at all invested on roshar or is all the investiture spren some humans are invested some humans are invested like who okay
1: technically All life has some bit of investiture in it, which allows it to life in the Cosmere magic system.
2: Okay.
1: But that's not generally what we talk about when we talk about something being invested.
2: Okay. I guess it's like, so it's like if you have an awakening that that has some semblance of life in it, so that has investiture in it, but like a little straw man going to find your keys is not invested. Sort of. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, doesn't it, well, no one actually seems to have any magic powers outside of outside of Spren and outside of their relationship with Spren. Like, oh, you have a Fabriel that can that can move mountains around. All right, but that's because it's it, harnessing the power of a Spren. Oh, I have a Shardblade. Well, that's a dead Spren that comes back to life, you know, when you need it. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Divine Radiant boy. Well, okay, that's because you have a bond with a Spren like no like humans don't actually seem to have which is kind of interesting so like all right so to compare um any of the other worlds on roshar like schedule right, uh you're a mistborn i guess you're drawing your power from ruin and preservation or i guess rather preservation if you're a mistborn so you're drawing your power from preservation but like it still seems like you have that power okay uh- a, a, yeah, apart from preservation, of not
3: quite. Uh, in the case of uh, Alamancy, you actually have a connection with preservation, which allows preservation to connection feed. with a
2: capital C. Yes,
3: okay. uh, allows you to feed every time I say connection it's with the capital D. Okay, uh, but you, you you guys, you don't know that because you're not in the spoiler section. Uh, because of that connection, uh, preservation feeds investiture through you, so. The reason why it's it's I think in the book, it's like an N positive system. It's because you're actually getting investiture from preserving for element. In Farukami, it's N neutral because you are supplying the investiture to take it out at a later point. So it just ends up being a net of. OK, so that's um, that's a special case. Like Alamance a little weird. Um, Yeah.
1: Think of Farukami like gift cards.
2: <laughs> Go on. You, you, you give put... your friend a $25 gift card to Starbucks, they give you a $25 iTunes gift card. Nobody actually gained anything. Yeah, you, you put money on a gift
1: card, you spend money from a gift card, eventually you're going to die, and some of your money is going to still
2: be in gift cards that nobody else can spend. Nice. <laughs> oh. um, Alright, so yeah. So basically all of the magic on Roshar comes from Spren in one way or another, it seems like. Which um, S- sort of... Alright, so are right, so no. Spren... Part of um, honor? Some or of or are they just times? they're some of them. Like Stormfather is he like a shard like a splinter of honor? Okay.
1: You know what? Let's let's do this. Uh, the Stormfather is okay was, when Honor was still alive, a spren. Like a very large spren, but just a spren. When Honor died, honor's a piece of honor. I don't want to go a into sliver. the technical term because I don't know if you've heard it before and I don't want to yeah. give you more than you know.
3: I think he, Dave has heard it.
1: Okay. Honor's cognitive shadow. Uh, oh, yeah, we talked about Storm that in
2: Shadows Yourself. Okay, I think. Which, in the
1: Cosmere, think of cognitive shadows as ghosts. Got it. Basically. Um, but yeah, the Stormfather's ghost uh, is haunting, or not Stormfather, um, Honor's ghost is haunting the Stormfather. Okay. Which makes him the, the biggest piece of honor left.
3: So he um, is the splinter of honor. I think yes. that
1: is the correct term. Uh, so the spread. Do you call are... Nightblood a
3: cognitive shadow?
1: No. Okay. Um, to the best of my knowledge, cognitive shadows can only be formed from
2: mortals. Oh, what, so like, are the returned cognitive shadows? I think I yes. somewhere yeah, in Warbreaker. Okay. Shadows.
3: I think we talked about that.
2: Yeah, I, I've heard definitely heard the term cognitive shadow before. Now I, I think it was in context of the returned. Um, there
1: are a number of other cognitive shadows that you've seen, but you may not recognize them as such yet.
2: So, Frenna. No. Seth. Ominous yes. silence. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> um The pool of oblivion. No, it's not. All right. So, so,
3: why don't we keep going with the explanation? Don't, don't get off right. track.
2: Okay, so, so Stormfather... So, the cognitive shadow of honor haunted Stormfather. Basically. Uh, Spren are just splinters of... Of shards, they're like physical representations of cognitive ideas or something. Or that's the, the
1: that's the form they took. Um, okay, but
2: splinter... there's something about Spren. In, spren are, in, are Spren, there, are there spren are
1: splinters of honor, cultivation, and odium. And to the best of my knowledge, they only exist on Roshar. Um, splinters. Splinters take different forms on different planets.
3: Wait, 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 wait! I don't think your statement is correct.
1: Have you seen Spren on other planets?
3: Yes, we have. We have Elantris. No, we've seen Sions, and which are basically
1: Sprin. basically Spren does not mean Spren. They're they're not they're the same Sprin. thing. They function differently. <laughs> they look different.
3: They're completely look, different. I'm gonna copper mind you in a second. So just keep going.
2: Okay. Cognitive entities. That's what um, that's what Nas and Chris call this Spren. They call them cognitive entities because that's they're. A... Tra- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Transformative cosmic, transformative cognitive entities. They primarily live
1: on the in the cognitive realm, mm-hmm.
2: and yeah, and they're entities that that uh, manifest in the physical realm, and they transform from cognitive to physical.
1: Okay. Uh, what else you got?
2: Uh, what else I got? Um, so we got a little rundown of lashing, which I don't think's anything new. Uh, basic lashing, gravitational change. Uh, full lashing is binding, like sticking the pen into a wall. And then reverse lashing, which is basically basic lashing. Um, but uh, the best example of reverse lashing I can think of is um, Kaladin sucks all the arrows into his shield, right? So that's, uh, that's it for lashing. We touch up on light weaving just a tiny bit here. And um, we get a mention of variations present on Cell. Which I think is referring to the stamps um, from from Emperor's Soul. Nope. It's like no. Well, it's ta- ta- it's comparing light weaving, or rather, contrasting light weaving from something that would be similar on cell.
1: Uh, we actually saw
2: illusion magic in Elantris.
1: Remember when uh, Rayodin made himself look different?
2: No.
3: Yeah, but I, I like what Dave's saying. There is definitely light weaving and...
1: there There is a comparison to be made, very but similar. there's a more similar comparison to something we actually saw in Elantris.
2: Uh, I guess I missed that. All right. Uh, second form of Surge binding involves manipulation of lights. Uh, unlike the variations present on Cell, this method has a powerful spiritual element requiring not just a full mental picture of the intended creation, but some level of connection to it as well. And Connection is not capitalized here. Hmm. Come on, Naz and Chris. The illustration is based not simply upon what the Lightweaver imagines, but what they desire to create. Which actually gives us a little bit of a peek into the spiritual realm, which we didn't really get into in this book. Uh, very, very lightly touched on spiritual realm in this book. We've got a lot of cognitive, but very, very little spiritual. Um, That's going to be an ongoing thing. <laughs> so... Oh, I, it does, uh, variations is plural here. So it says, unlike the variations present on cell. So it it, it could possibly be referring to what Mike's talking about, plus uh, Shy's stamps, or soul stamping, whatever it was called, I don't know. Well, those don't just change how something
1: looks, those change what a thing is.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it changes what a thing is, but temporarily. So it's kind of like in the middle. Well, that's it for the Ars Arcanum uh, and I guess all the meta stuff that we learned from Wars of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson. Thank you for listening. All right, Dave,
1: real quick, uh, Oathbringer guesses, theories. What's going to happen?
2: I've, well, we already know that Sylphrena is going to seduce Nightblood. Um, aside from that, um is probably still alive. Yasno's definitely still alive. We saw her. <laughs> yeah, uh at least at the beginning of
3: Oathbringer. I think wait?
2: I think the big the biggest kind of whauy change at the end of Words of Radiance was Dalinar uh, speaking the words and uh, taking the forming a bond with Stormfather. So I'm not sure where he's going to go with that. I guess like we've pretty much dealt with the Parshendi, but I think the Everstorm and the Doublestorm, you know, when the Everstorm and the high storms meet is is gonna be, like, probably the big conflict, but... So, yeah, I guess we're, maybe we'll get more of, like, a man-versus-nature uh, sort of deal in Oathbringer as opposed to the man-versus-man or man-versus-Parshendi that we got in the first two books. So, I mean, that would be my guess, is that we have to deal more with, um... We're dealing more with nature than with, uh... than with, like, sentient enemies. Um kind of curious to see where we go with Relaine as well like maybe we'll actually get a lot more backstory on pershendi because of Relaine. but oathbringer oathbringer is sadius's sword now right i keep forgetting this. oathbringer is a sword that dalinar used to have that he gave to sadius right yes but there's Sa- an issue oh wait with sadius is tense. still alive son of a gun that jerkwad all right, so it's going to be dealing with uh, the nature of the Everstorm plus Sadius the Jerkwad. Those are no. going to be the... Do you what? not remember the end of the book we just read? Yeah, Yasna was still alive. Oh, that kid stabbed him. That's right.
3: Like, he is dead, and we saw it on
2: screen. We saw, Cannot... and, yep, we saw him die, and we saw, we saw Oathbringer die. respawn and get stuck into a, a plant jar. I remember now.
3: And this sort of ties along with what I mentioned before. Brandon needs to ramp up the villain.
2: Oh, I just Stadius figured it out. Oh, is- guys. Guys, you know how I said that Adolin had to die so that Shallan and Kaladin could get together? He doesn't have to die right away. He could turn into the bad guy first. Adolin's the bad guy in Oathbringer. Huh? Adolin's the bad guy in Oathbringer. That's my prediction. Okay.
1: Uh. All right, based on on just the titles because i believe that's all the information you have what are you most excited about coming up as a refresher the next thing we're reading is sixth of the dusk after that is Alamancer jack
0: actually can i stick the diagram update in here because i'm going to mention some of that yeah absolutely okay from the diagram book of the dusk where i keep the craft supplies written entirely in puff paint and glitter glue As originally predicted, this Words of Radiance overview episode would have been number 148, and it would have fallen somewhere between February and late September of 2021. So our current recording date of May 2nd is basically smack in the middle of that. Subsequent predictions had us recording this one next week, so we're still one week ahead of schedule, as we were after Alloy of Law. Uh, this is still episode 148 now, despite some minor tweaks to the chapter breakdowns, particularly around the last cluster of short fiction. So we can't predict the short fiction. Speaking of short fiction, some of that's coming up. Uh, next, we're reading Sixth of the Dusk. And then we're going to read "Alamancer Jack, which is a very short story, but I have a feeling we're going to have lots to say about it. And that's going to kick off an extended vacation on Skadriel, because we're going to chase that with back-to-back Mistborn Era 2, Shadows of Self, and Bands of Mourning, uh, before we do Secret History from Arcanum Unbounded, and uh, return to Roshar with Edge Dancer. If all goes well, we'll get to Oathbringer in late November of this year. If it doesn't go well, it'll be closer to next March, or about one year from now. We have enough published content to see us through the next... 2 years. That's it. That's my diagram update. That's,
3: That's when awesome. Dave can start listening to the spoilers. <laughs> uh, how
1: many episodes are we doing for 6 and Jack? One a piece. One each. Okay. Uh so yeah, Dave, what are you what are you most excited to get into?
2: Um I I think Alamance or Jack because we have like a full-on perukamist there, right? Or at least we have... like I think I really I really want to get into like the like the connection minds. I think will be really interesting. Um, I mean, other than just the fact that it's a Mistborn book and, you know, Shadows of Soul, Panzer Morning, those would be cool. I don't know what Six of the Dusk is, so New I'm not world. excited about it. I haven't it. seen it yet. Okay. Uh, first of the Sun, Mercury. Um, yeah, so just, there's Mistborn stuff coming up. That's cool. I, I just I love Alamancy and Farukimi as magic systems, so those will be good to get into, but... I think especially like Shadows of Self because does doesn't i or sorry, not Al Shadows. Um, Jack, like, isn't his servant like an actual terrorist man? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So but that's I, that intrigues me. Full Ferukamists don't exist anymore. So, but he's just he just has connection minds. Then he definitely has those. But oh, uh, maybe I'll be surprised. But I mean, like, even though he's even if he's not a full Furukimist, um, because of you know, what uh, Harmony did to the magic system on schedule Like, the fact that he is actually of terrorist descent will make him an interesting character, I think. Well, so we're both Wax and Wayne. They're... What? Wayne's not... Wax isn't... Well, he's a Farookimus, but he's, like, not full terrorist descendant. I thought that... I don't know, maybe I misremembered something. Is they else? are both huh? of terrorist I descent. Okay, they have terrorist descent, but they're not, like... But Elamancer Jack's, like, crony is, like, full terrace, isn't he?
0: Yes, I believe so.
2: Okay. So that's interesting. But, like, Wax and Wayne are also, well, I guess, or, Well, like, Wax obviously is descended of Breeze, right? So he's not full Terrace.
0: He's not. And and they do get more into that in the next two books. I, I think you'll enjoy reading about it. Um, but so far, what you know from Alloy of Law, I think it was just mentioned a time or two.
1: Oh, and uh, shadows for silence, or not shadows for silence. Um, shadows of self and bands of mourning were the two books that Brandon accidentally.
2: <laughs> right, up. right, because um, alloy of law was just the introduction to the accidentally. Yes. Uh,
3: right, but he wasn't even planning on working on these when he did. He just like, oh, I feel like we're working on this board and then he cranks them out. Yeah,
1: they came out like three months apart. Um, they were not on his schedule. They were not part of the the. Coloss Head Munching Day announcement at the beginning of the year. they just happened.
0: He was like, I'm going to take a break from writing this epic fantasy novel by writing a- another epic fantasy novel.
1: Alright, I think we need to cut things short here because I have to go to work soon. Uh, does anybody have anything to take us out on?
3: Uh, there was something I wanted to mention. Dave was talking about that earlier, about how good like the connections. Uh, this is a lowercase C connections with the Cosmere that Stormlight Archive has. And The the theming has been Mistborn sort of introduces a certain idea about the Cosmere or Investiture, and Stormlight Archives is sort of the application of that idea. So they describe it better in Mistborn, but you really get to see what it actually means when when it actually pops up in Stormlight Archives.
1: Mistborn is the 100-level classes. Stormlight is the 300-level classes.
3: Yeah. Um, And as you remember, uh, Error 1... It took a general, like, Final Empire was about Alamance. Uh, Well of Ascension was about um, Frucchemy. So it's like it had a general theme, and you might see that. I'm not going to say you definitely will, but there is, you can keep an eye out for some theming in in that respect.
1: Alloy of Law is about trains and shooting wax. (laughs) sorry, shooting Wayne.
0: Shooting at Wayne.
1: No, shooting Wayne. Shooting at wax.
0: You are correct, sir. Yes.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and call it here. Bye, everybody.
0: Good night, bye. Internet.
1: Dave, bye. Bye. We're in the end it, of an episode.
0: This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast, or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening.